This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Grant and Danny with you until 6.30 tonight. Right here on The Fan. Thanks much for listening as always. Much appreciate you guys being with us. Steamrolling toward another weekend of NFL playoff action. We'll have you covered better than anybody here on G&D and on 106.7 The Fan. Taking you up and through the weekend. Time right now to give away tickets to the Washington Auto Show. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. You're going to win a four-pack of tickets the Washington Auto Show in D.C. at the Convention Center, January 20th through the 29th. You can buy your tickets right now at WashingtonAutoShow.com to see the newest show features and the best the industry has to offer. The latest models, electric vehicle exhibit, indoor and outdoor ride and drives, and more. Danny, I think the auto show is awesome. I don't go every year. I always wish I did. I'm going to try to go this year. I just think it's super cool to see all the technological advancements and stuff I didn't even know existed. It's that it's that last sentence that I was going to say. It's stuff that I wouldn't even know about. I'm just a I'm just a regular schlub like commuting to and from work, right? Like that's what my car is. The 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 new fangled things of the future. The 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 new things that like will be ubiquitous in, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years that you get to see. That's the coolest part. I like doing some just dreaming of having some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm the guy that will always make the practical decision with his car. Not a car guy really, not going to have five cars. You know, like uh, Jay Leno or something, mm-hmm. every Wednesday I buy another car. I'm just not going to have that kind of money. So for me, if we need a new car, if, if the family's growing, we're going to trade in the Equinox. I'm going to call up my guy Paul at Lindsay Chevy. We're going to we're gonna get the next big SUV, and it's going to be used, and we'll see what happens. But just the idea of walking around and being like, wouldn't it be cool to have that car? I love that. There you go. Uh, you're a winner. If you're caller 10, we get another chance to win coming up in one hour. All right, let's get to our Beltway Blitz. We'll start with the Wiz, getting Bradley Beal back from injury, and our buddy Dave Johnson, who's on the call as always, the radio party over on the Team 980. Dave, Knicks tonight on the road. Let's talk Beal. What are we expecting? Well, first of all, uh, I think it's the first time I've been able to say congratulations to Grant Paulson for being a sportscaster of the year in oh, D.C. Thank so you very much. I appreciate we'll, you saying we'll that. Start with- We'll start with that. As, as you were uh, talking about the auto show coming up, I thought, who's more driven in the market than Grant Paulson? <laughs> driven to success. How's that for a segue? There you no, go. Look, look, the last time these two teams met, it was it was a, a, a classic Eastern Conference tussle. I don't know about the uh, 90s tuffle, uh, tussle, uh, you know, tussles. I don't think Stan Van Gundy was biting on anybody's leg or that type of thing. But uh, it was a physical match. And I was worried about the Wizards matching their physicality. physicality. They came up four points short. Could they have used a Bradley Beal against a fully healthy New York Knicks team? Absolutely. We're missing key plays, key shots. Bradley Beal can provide that. So tonight, uh, having him back, 
I mean, a Wizards win, but I, I watched him this morning at shoot-around. He looks good. Cross your fingers. Uh, it's what I started saying in December. We'll, we'll, we'll know about the vision of this team. It, it, what is this team? If we can get – can we get 10, 15 games together? We're, we're uh, Rui Hachimura, DeLon Ryder coming off the bench. The big three, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, Christoph Sporzingis are together. And now let's see what this team is all about. How do you make sure that everybody gets their, I don't even know how to go describe it, Dave, but gets their full, plate full at the buffet when you have Bradley Beal in the lineup in terms of shots, right? I need Kuzma with the ball in his hands, but I also need Porzingis with the ball in his hands. And then I also need Beal with the ball in his hands. As, there aren't that many basketballs on the court. What's the balance there? Well, I think the, the balance is it's a good thing it's Bradley Beal we're talking about because, yes, he is a, a guy that can score 30 points if he has to, if he needs to. He doesn't. And he knows that on this team. And he's, he's said that. Uh, about uh, with with now Kyle Kuzma or Kristaps Porzingis, he he remembers vividly the years when he was option A, B, and C in the scouting report because John Wall was uh, sidelined and he had to fight all night with uh, three defenders draped on him. Uh, you know, it has been a beautiful thing when we've seen him together. He, he Bradley Beal and Porzingis specifically on the floor together, but throwing Kuzma as well. But you look at his body of work; he's also. Uh, a playmaker who can who can play the one if he uh, has to, or I don't know if that, that's the right phrase, but he, he in this positionless NBA sometimes he, he plays the one. He could be a playmaker. Uh, there, there's games where he's been too unselfish at times. We said early on, okay, it's great he's getting everybody else involved, but uh, you, you know he needs to get some shots for us to be successful. So I, I don't worry about about that because he's he's he is all about winning. Uh, and I know that sounds uh, cliche to say, but uh, think about his journey uh, with this team. He knows he can score in the NBA. He knows he can be an all-star in the NBA. What's he, what he wants to be is part of a winning team consistently in the NBA, and that's the box he hasn't checked. Dave, I often ask, tell me about the opponent, but what he did, we just saw the Knicks, as you said, five days ago. Saw Julius Randle go 23-16 and 16 and Brunson score 34 I mean, what do you make of their season so far as we get ready to watch them in the Wiz tonight? Well, I think you know they're they're a tough matchup because first of all, they uh, you know this might be the only time in NBA history that their three leading scorers are all left-handed. I, I, you know, forget having three players on the team left-handed, or whatever but leading scorers. But uh, what what makes them such a, a tough out, and what what makes them start to become so successful? Uh, albeit they lost, they, they don't seem to protect fourth quarter leads like they lost the other night against Toronto, is that, that a Mitchell Robinson and a Julius Randle can just absolutely wear you down uh, in, in the paint. And then, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson has shown that, okay, new scenario in New York, uh, he's showing what he's capable of doing. And also what makes them difficult is that, that they get second chance points. They crash the boards. Now, often, often when that happens, because you're committing so much to the boards, then you, you could potentially are giving up uh, fast break points. But that doesn't happen with this team. They're also very good defending in transition. So that, that'll be a challenge for the Wizards because why, why is that? Well, you know, Mitchell Robinson by himself can clear out a city block, so you don't have to send five guys to the boards. And, and Julius Randle, you know, often if he, if he misses a shot, he's getting his own rebound. So uh, it's, it's a curious juxtaposition. How's that for a Towson State word I just pulled out? Uh, a curious juxtaposition to, to be a strong offensive rebounding team, and yet they are able to get back in transition. Dave, thank you as always, buddy. Appreciate the time. All the best. Again, Kratz. Thank, thank you very much. There he goes. Appreciate you, Dave. Let's talk commanders, please. 
I got that name. Somebody, Rick Snyder, at Snyder underscore remarks on Twitter. The fan columnist. Uh, Rick, the names for offensive coordinator aren't tremendously inspiring, but I think that's just the trough that we're going to be eating from, right? Yeah, as I've been saying to people, you, the only people coming are the desperate the dreamers, not the good ones. I mean, because think about it. Here's your offensive coordinator walks in and talks to Ron about the job. says, Ron, uh, okay, so let's talk quarterbacks. Well, got a rookie, played a game. Okay, but you got an offensive line you can build around him? No. Tight end? Mm, oh, hurt. Well, the owner's going to back you, right? Nah. Okay, <laughs> what part of this are you signing up for? Well, that's the big question. I guess the weapons, right? The wide receivers? You you want to yeah, come here to have... work with those guys? But I'm with you. I mean, they're just... They, they also, I would make the case, I don't know if you agree with me on this, they're not looking for the types of guys that are the up-and-coming stars. Because look at Scott Turner as an example. I know people think he's no good, whatever. Is he going to be able to go get a job and point to his last performance? No. He was carrying out Ron's plan of running the ball over and over and over and over again. When you do that, you don't rank very high in any categories. So I don't know what young guy would want to come here to just call a bunch of running plays. That's not how you get promoted. It's not how you get on short lists for head coaching jobs. Yeah, so only the desperate without of options really come take this job, especially thinking you might be a one-and-done. Okay, this next January, you're back in the same spot. You don't really want to take that job. So what you need is somebody who can say, here's how I can create Sam Howe success. All right, no matter what anybody's talking about, here's how we can do it. That's what you're looking for, you know, because that's, that's your only hope. And for Ron, your only hope is that this kid really comes through through because you can't really go get a veteran again, one and done. Nobody's going to want to do that. And, you know, if they don't do well this year, I'm sure the new owner will whack everybody. What do they need? I mean, obviously we're talking about OC and, you know, and Sam Howell and him to play well, whether they get another quarterback or, or not. What else do they need, though, Rick? What do they have to improve? Got to get an interior offensive line. It all begins there. If you can't protect them, you can't do anything else. Or you can't run the ball. So you got to find yourself a center. I know they had so many injuries there. Go find me a stud center in the second round, you know, and do that. Give me a guard in the first two, three rounds. You know, go find me a free agent that's better than what you have. you got to start there on the line. Because everything else, the defense is good enough. You know, I mean, yeah, people like to have another linebacker, but that's down the road. Your offensive lists are what's going to make the difference in this team. So you've got to start at the line. Maybe, it, I don't know, the tight ends had possibilities. They all just got hurt, you know, on that. So I think the line's the, the whole truth to what you need. Rick, I saw you tweeted about B&Js in Akakeek. Yeah. Yep. I, I think this is the place I'm thinking of. If not, you got to tell me. Is it right off like 210 or like over by yep. Indian Head Highway? Yep. I have seen yep. that place a hundred times. I've driven past it going from King George, you know, Bumpy Oak Road, 210, up through Maryland to D.C., I've never stopped. I've always wanted to. Is that place good? I have eaten there for 60 years, Grant. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're about barbecues. I should get paid for this thing. Their barbecues are awesome. Their onion rings are awesome. It's just a little carryout. When I was on Little League teams, if you hit a home run or pitched a shutout, which I didn't do, uh, you got a free pizza. I mean, they were our sponsor. <laughs> so right across the street. No so, way. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's a little place. Yeah. It's got like a couple tables outside with umbrellas. And yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. I drive past this place. I've always wanted to stop. It feels like it's never open. Do they have, like, short hours or something like that? No, it's it's open. I mean, it, I know the pandemic kind of cut things back some, but they're they're fully operational again. They make they make everything, but I usually just always, whenever I get by, I get a, get that uh, 
you know, pork, pork barbecue with the coleslaw on top. You got to have that there. You know, it's an oil-based kind on there. And, and you know, it's great barbecue. Uh, so uh, I should go down here and see what happens now. But, uh, you know, and the onion rings are awesome. They're crispy. They're good. You know, they have other stuff, but just start with the basics. That's awesome. Rick, always appreciate it, dude. Have a great week. All right, guys. See you. See you, brother. Let's talk some puck, Darius. And to break the caps down, Nick Dowd is brought to you by Main Street Bank. Cheer local. Bank local. Put our team in your office. Nick Dowd of the Capitals joins us now on Grant and Danny. Nick, we got to start by figuring out how you're feeling, man. We were worried about you. Saw you hobble off the ice, didn't play last night. How's everything going? Yeah, thanks for asking, man. Yeah, it's been slow. Um, you know, I just got some, got some. obviously, uh, you know, guys watching the game or whatever could, could you know, kind of watch what happened. Um, just kind of a weird little thing and, you know, just working my way back and, uh, you know, hopefully be back, uh, be back soon. How annoying is it to watch a game? Like, when your teammates are out there, and you're like, I should probably be out there, too. How annoying is that to watch your boys out there without you? Yeah, I'd say annoying is probably the, probably the wrong word, but I see what you're getting at. Yeah, it, it's, I'd say frustrating is probably the biggest thing. Um, especially, like, you know, I've, I've been scratched in my career plenty of times, and, uh, you know, that that's frustrating, too, but... I think it's on a different level in your injury. Um, cause like you said, it's like, you know, you, you know, you should be out there. And, um, you know, I think if, if not for the injury, you'd assume that, you know, you'd be playing. Um, so it is frustrating, but, uh, you know, I think I said it before we were talking about Nikki and Tom and, and, um, you know, that just now, now, you know, it's a, a professional athlete. This is part of the job, just like, you know, anybody else, uh, has things that they do in their job. Um, you know, so now it's, uh, as an injured player, it's you know it's your job to to do everything you can to 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 help you know basically the best way to help your team now is to is to get prepared to get back on the ice as soon as possible. So you know that's what uh, that's what I'll be aiming to do. Nick Dowd of the Caps on Grant and Danny. Uh, they dropped a four-two home game against a pretty good Minnesota Wild team last night. Normally, we're asking you about games you played, and I know it's a little tougher to comment having not been a part of it. But I'm sure you saw it and studied it closer than most. I mean, the Caps actually got the first goal just the second time in eight games, so I love the fast start. And then at a two-one lead, uh, what did you see? Kind of as as things slipped away as the game went on. Yeah, I mean, I think I actually thought we played really well for being on a. A on a back to back with travel, um, you know, in a, in a playing in a tough building on the island, you know, and then you got to fly home, and uh, you know, we went to overtime, so you know that that adds on an extra thirty minutes in the night. So guys probably aren't laying their heads down in bed until you know close to one thirty two a.m. and and then you're right up in the morning. We all have kids and families and stuff, and then you're asked to get back to the rink. Um, I actually thought the guys, you know, started the game really well. We were out shooting them for a long time. Um, and uh, I think we just kind of had a little blip there in the second where, you know, just some CNI shots kind of happened to find their way in. And then, you know, that's a good Minnesota team. So it's kind of kind of tough to come from behind there. So. And, Nick, you mentioned I don't have a good way to, to, to describe this. I wonder if you feel the same. It, it feels like there's been a bunch of long-range shots that have gone through, like, nine different uh, players and ping-ponged and, you know, played pinball and ended up in the back of the net. I kind of don't really worry about those. I just think that's bad luck here recently. Do you guys feel that way, or, or is there more to it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably say you're right. I mean, if you're going to pick a goal that happens at any point on the ice, like the long-range jump shots or, or ones where you're kind of like, well, 
like the, yeah, that's unlucky. But you know, I, I think I think probably what you worry about more is is you know how that how that that shot kind of occurred, right? So like, I guess if a, I, I thought Minnesota did a decent job last night where they had um, you know they were able to get get in on the four check and create some turnovers, and then and then you know kind of a little puck possession, get it up to the point, and then create a shot from the point. I think you're probably more less concerned about the fact that oh, okay, yeah, the the long the long, you know, seeing eye shot went in, probably more concerned about the fact of like, okay, like how do we get to that point? Um, and let's eliminate that. Cause I think in the end, like, you know, I, uh, Bernie and I play, you know, we've been playing together long enough to where we, you know, we rely a ton on getting point shots from our D and our D incorporated into our ozone play. Um, and I think like you see those shots come in and it's always like a little bit, you know, you kind of wince a little bit from the bench cause you're like, God, like you never, you never quite know what's going to happen. Um, so I think getting, you know, the shot isn't necessarily what you're like concerned about. It's more so like, okay, how do we get to this point? Let's fix that. Nick Dowd on G and D West coast trip coming up here for the caps. They're in Phoenix taking on the coyotes, nine o'clock puck drop tomorrow. And then they play the golden Knights and the Avalanche, that Coyotes barn is really weird. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a high school and it seats like 13 people or something like that. What a weird environment that's going to be. Yeah, man, that's going to be strange. I, I'm always kind of interested. It's even like, I mean, I've seen photos of the of the visiting team locker room, and they're kind of like, it's like a temporary locker room with like chairs set up. I don't know if they've, you know, I know I mean, that really, It's legit some... like you're a high school player again, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I like that though, you know. Bring it, bring it. Hum- humble the guys a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. They, do they call it Mullet Arena or Mullen? I, I think I, I it's think not it, Mullet, is it? I, th- I don't know. I think it's Mullen. Mullen. Okay, makes I, more sense. I, I've heard it a million <laughs> times, and I've always thought it was Mullet Arena. I'm like, that might be a cool name for that place. But uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. That'd be kind of cool. So that's first up. But uh, l- let's end here and, and just kind of get a feel for traveling out west and what that's normally like when you string. Three of these together. You hit the road tomorrow on a Thursday, and then you guys won't get back until basically Wednesday. It's a lengthy trip. Yeah, those are tough. I mean, uh, you know, three three different cities in like six six nights essentially, and then time change, um, and then time change on the way home, which sucks even more. Uh, and then um, you know, right back into games. But uh, you know, they're flying out. I think boys will stay in some nice cities, and um, you know, they'll, they'll eat some good food. Hopefully, the beds and pillows are nice, you know, and then uh, get some get some W's. That's what we're hoping for. Dad, or get better, man. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, thanks, boys. Appreciate it as always. Nick Dowd, brought to you by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put our team in your office. That is your Beltway Blitz on Grant and Danny. We do it every day at 4 o'clock. Another chance for you to win tickets to the D.C. Auto Show coming up at 5 when we're joined by Ryan O'Halloran, who covers the Bills, buddy of ours who used to cover the Redskins years ago here in D.C. for the Washington Times. He also, though, covered the Broncos for two years when Pat Shermer was their O.C., so we want to ask him about Shermer coming up in about 40 minutes. Next, let's say you are pro Sam Howell as the starter going into the offseason. Is there a quarterback becoming available for Washington via free agency or a trade that would make you break glass of the realistic options? Like, you're cool with Sam Howell, but if they're all of a sudden the front runner for fill-in-the-blank veteran, then do that. Let's get into that next on Grant and Danny.
He's Danny. I'm Grant. This is the fan. So you're in on Sam Howell as quarterback number one on the depth chart, okay? Everybody, let's just pretend like we're in lockstep that that is the plan. We know that that's what they'd prefer and that we're cool with that. Howell, not a veteran. They're not going and spending. They're not making a big splash trade. Is there an option on this quarterback market, though, if it materialized to the point where you found out that the commanders were the heavy favorites, that it basically just takes them wanting to do it and it gets done? Is there someone, Rodgers, Brady, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, we, we could throw other names out there, where you would say, give me that option, move mountains, do whatever needs to be done, make that happen over Sam Howell. Again, we're not saying Sam Howell's a better option than any of these guys, but the idea of operating with him on a rookie contract, Danny, saving all your money and building the rest of the team up, mm-hmm. in addition to possibly being able, if it doesn't go well, to get out of GM, head coach, quarterback, everything at the same time ripping off the Band-Aid for the new owner to start a new next year, there's value in that too. Who's your break glass Avoid the how plan because this guy just became available guy. Even though they're old, you name two of them. I know people are going to go, are you kidding me? But Tom Brady's on that list for me. Ugh. 100% he is. I made the mistake last time of thinking that, yeah, he, he can't do it anymore when he left New England. And he put up unbelievable numbers. That was three years ago. Yes, it was. It wouldn't be a mistake this time, guy. Age. Hold, hold your. Stick with those guns. Numbers and age mean something to mortal people. So he is. He made a deal with a vampire, with the devil himself. I have no idea. Nothing should be happening that's happened for the last decade with that dude, and it's still happening. They lost, and they're terrible. That offense was reprehensibly bad. He still threw. He had a better season this year than anybody has had here in my lifetime. Threw for forty seven hundred yards. Now, they threw it every down, and they couldn't get right. And for all the problems that were in that offense, he still completed 67% of his passes. Uh, he, he threw more than anybody, too, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they threw it a ton. I would You wouldn't have to do that here, presumably. It quite right? literally set the record for most pass attempts in, in a season. Yeah, you wouldn't have to do that here. You might have something more reasonable, like when he first got the Tampa and put up prolific numbers. He would absolutely be on my list. I think he could do more here in terms of the all the alleged culture fixing that was supposed to be happening with Ron Rivera and company than anybody else. I think it would be invaluable for just to have him on campus say, this is how we do things. And that lasting effect, I think, would be worth something to get you, A, out of the, it's a joke when you're on national television. No, I don't want to take your phone call, said other quarterback. No, I don't want to be part of you and your and your business. I don't care what you have, said potential offensive coordinators and other candidates. It would make Washington cool again. I am all in on having Tom Brady. Even if it meant probably middling season and you'd be fine, at least it would be worth something to me. Not just some third team in three years jag who stinks. This is a guy that's well past his prime. But that name matters so much. All these guys would look up to him. It would make DC cool. I'd add Aaron Rodgers to that group. And then last, of course, it would be trickier because it would cost an arm and a leg and then maybe a then some. Because not only do you have to trade for the guy, but probably add a contract to it. I'm assuming that there's some sort of tag on, on Lamar Jackson, but I'd add him to the list as well. So Brady hard pass on that one for me. I think his best football is behind him. I think he was one of the problems they had offensively in a bad offense this this season in Tampa Bay. He was a little over six yards per pass attempt and the worst rushing offense in the league. I think they were like 25th passing and mm-hmm. 32 rushing. Oh, they were bad. 
everyone's killing Leftwich and, and some other culprits, but Brady was a part of it. Um, on top of that, with guys like Brady and Rodgers, when you do business with them, you are signing up for them to basically run everything, which is cool when they're Brady and Rodgers, if that makes sense. Yeah. He ain't Brady anymore, I don't think. Uh, that's not to say he's cooked or he's done. I think if Tom Brady goes to Miami, maybe just maybe. If Tom Brady goes to you know, fill-in-the-blank team, it, it might work. I'm just not signing up for him at this point of his career. Now, Rodgers, I, I am sure you can win with. He was the MVP of the league last year. He's been the MVP two of the last three seasons. Rodgers, though, more so than Brady, is a gigantic pain in the butt. You want to talk about being difficult to deal with from a front office, from a coaching standpoint, signing up for just ultimate diva behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, not quite to the level of Brady in season, leaving training camp for 10 days at a time and you know screaming at linemen every time he gets sacked. But Rodgers just, he's got like six teammates he really likes and he, he learns the other teammates' names in, in like week four. And I'm kind of joking. <laughs> I just listened to another interview he did today on Pat McAfee show. No one says more words without saying anything than Aaron Rodgers. I have to imagine in Green Bay that his act is just wearing so thin. You can't move on from him because he's too good. And I say all that to say if the commanders could trade for him, they'd immediately be a Super Bowl contender because I still think he's got enough really good football left in him. So I view him, I guess, a little differently than Brady in that regard. I'm not doing the Lamar Jackson thing. You don't worry a little bit about some of the stuff you're hearing out of Baltimore right now? Oh, of course I worry. Of course I worry. I, I don't want to do that again. The, the you know, the, 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 the superstar quarterback who his teammates are being rubbed raw by, it seems like, or, or the wrong way by, the team not defending him. I mean, something is very, very... It's a miss. ...off there. Mm -hmm. And all that guy's done is play good football and, and be exceptional for them. And yet... This is where the relationship is. Something's not right behind the scenes. 100%. Plus, you're trading a lot of picks. Plus, you're giving up a ton of cap. This guy wants to get guaranteed money like Deshaun Watson, supposedly. He's not going to get that. But let's say you have to give him the Kyler deal or whatever. He hasn't been able to finish the last two seasons. Totally true. He hasn't got Scare me. From a performance standpoint, he hasn't been close to what he was as an MVP over the last few years. I can't. I just can't. I can't. If I could get Lamar Jackson on a rookie contract... I would break a record with how fast I would do that. <laughs> but at the contract you have to pay him now, plus the, the draft capital, the it's Allen a lot. Allen Mahomes contract? No, man. Plus picks? I'm out. It reflects my desperation to get out of this bucket that that we have found ourselves in. Right? The only way in the, in years past that they've gotten out of it is having like, you know, the 2013 type season, these catastrophic failures, you know, enough selections and we go down a certain length of road with a regime and we all of a sudden get to the end, and it's toxic, and Dan gets involved, and we have leaks, and everything else is terrible. <laughs> to me, like I'm going for moonshots, right? I, I am trying. I'm so desperate to 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 get off this hamster wheel of mediocrity to be not being bad enough to be bad, not being anywhere close to being good. When he plays, his team wins an awful lot, right? And I'm not doing a quarterback wins thing. I'm simply saying they've done really well with him. Without him, they're a different club. It scares the hell out of me. The in, both the injuries more so than anything else. I just think he's, you know, kind of been pretty savvy with with how he's handled contract stuff, right? Where he's just waited and waited, and the amount of money that he can get is kind of going up, even as he's been hurt. He's playing the quarterback market very well. Teams need to adjust that. That's an owners' meeting thing, probably in March, where they have to fix something. 
to me, he's been really smart. But the th- part that scares me is is the fragility, is that he hasn't finished the last couple of seasons. He shouldn't be available. And this is kind of my point. When someone's really good and they're not 50 years old, then you got to pounce. you got to just try. Because what's going to happen? You lose? You're set back? Yeah, but it's, it's different than just saying what's going to happen, you lose. You lose this way, you have all your picks and all your money still mm-hmm. to try to do it again quicker. You lose that way, you can't even get back in line to try again for years. But how, how so long would you different. give it? You'd give it, what, three years? With Lamar? Yeah. Well, you'd give it as long as you had to. But it, in other words, if it doesn't work, you would just keep doing it while it's not working. I think you'll know pretty quickly but what it's going to work. What I'm saying is you'd give up picks for multiple years. Those multiple years, he'd be there with you, right? But it wouldn't be working. In this hypothetical. Yeah, that's where I'm going. So it does. it's not working. I know that my current way is not working. I'll take a risk for something that might, and if it doesn't work out, I'm stuck with him as long as it's it's not working and we lose right, and it's bad and you, whatever. If you don't do that and you just yep. ride with Hal, you have a chance next year to draft seventh and find the guy. If that doesn't work, you have the, like you're not losing. The, the compensation is too great because you are committing to multiple. You're saying you've been bad for a long time. Being bad isn't a big deal fair. I'm saying you're committing to years of being bad, whereas you wouldn't be doing that this way. I don't have a guy. I've thought about this a lot. Mm -hmm. We came up with this topic before the show today, and I thought about a bunch of names. I don't think there's a break glass guy that I would prefer over doing it the Hal way this year. And that doesn't really mean that I'm in love with Hal. I'm not one of these fans who's, you know, after his first completion was literally howling at FedEx Field. Like, I'm not doing that bit. It's it's the final year, perhaps, of this regime. I don't trust this group to pick one. <laughs> the, all three of the guys you just said, as an example, for different reasons, I'm completely out on. If I had to choose one of them, it would be Rodgers on like a, a couple years left on his deal or whatever. But you're paying him an outrageous amount of money that would mean you have to start making a bunch of other changes to the roster. It's just not practical. Jackson... I think has declined some, but more importantly, I just don't trust to stay healthy at this point. And the picks and the money is just too much to to not be able to guarantee 17 games and playoff performance. And there's still questions as well from just a sheer passing standpoint, winning in the postseason, if you're behind all that stuff. And Brady is, to me, is just like a full stop. I just watched this year and he can't do it. So I don't, if I had to come up with someone for you just to play the game, I would say, and this isn't realistic, if Derek Carr was going to sign like a two-year, $22 million deal or something, you know what I mean? Just something Yeah, if they tore the old contract stupid, up and, yeah. He gets cut and he's going to make 30-some million a year. But let's just say somehow, some way, he's just like, you know, I'll watch Ron Rivera press conferences. All I've ever wanted to do is go play for Ron Rivera. I don't care. I don't care if I play for a penny. And he just signed for like the craziest <laughs> discount ever. Okay, fine. That's not a real thing. So I'm going to say I'm moving forward with Sam Howe. I would say trade up for Bryce Young, but they're not doing that either. And for the same reason the Lamar thing is doesn't make sense. Like if you're wrong, you've, you've mortgaged three or four years. So I don't have a guy. But I do think it's a fun topic. I think it's a fun question. We've discussed for a couple of weeks what if they stuck with Howe. Then we found out this weekend their plan is to give Howe the first crack at this and to not – bring in a big-name quarterback. But is there a trade or a player they could sign at the position that would make you say, forget how you got to do this? 
800-636-1067 is the number on Grant and Danny. The question for you guys right now on Grant and Danny as we welcome you back about 15 minutes from now, Ryan O'Halloran who covers the Bills and for two years covered the Broncos when Pat Shermer was the OC, so we'll tell us about Shermer as well. He's going to join us top of the hour at 5. We're giving away a four-pack of passes to the D.C. Auto Show at that time as well. It's less than 15 minutes out. But we're, we're asking you, even if you are pro the plan that the commanders have apparently cooked up to roll with Sam Howell as their starter and to not try to go make a splash at quarterback this offseason. Is there an option that if Washington was able to pull it off, you would say, let's not close the book on getting fill-in-the-blank? If you can do that, Sam Howell's cute and nice and fun. That's great, but let's let's do this. Danny, you went with Rodgers, Brady, or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, all three of those guys. Brady threw 83 touchdowns combined in his first two years in Tampa. All of a sudden, can't play anymore. I don't buy that, even though he's old and it should happen at some point. I think this was just a, a, a weird, bad situation down there in Tampa. Aaron Rodgers, whose productivity has gone down each of the last couple of seasons. I think that's a personnel thing. I think that's a design thing in Green Bay. And listen, right now, Lamar Jackson's at his lowest in terms of stock. This is the time when you buy stock, right? Like it, it looks like there's a problem. He's been hurt a couple of years. If the Ravens are done, someone needs to pounce and I'm willing to do it. Only reason I say no to Jackson is cost. You're talking about multiple first-round picks. Grant. It will be. And you're giving him a Deshaun Watson-like industry-altering contract. You, know, you were tied to him for years and years and years, which would have been great after he was the MVP. But he has not played like that since, and he gets hurt a lot. Uh, Brady, I'm out on, you say all of a sudden. He, he, Yeah, that's what happens when you're 45. <laughs> all of a sudden, you, your skills diminish. So, I, I mean, we'll see. People, He's like Ovi. People have said, including me, and others for years, like he's not going to keep doing this. But I just don't think it was the same guy this year. That offense stunk. Maybe it had nothing to do with him, and he was kind of a victim of circumstance. We'll find out when he jumps to a new team this offseason. Rodgers is just cost prohibitive. That contract is an albatross. Mm. I mean, it is such a massive deal. He has, unlike Brady, been an MVP two times in the last three years and kind of played at a top-of-the-league level. But... Man, I don't want to pay him what what it would cost. So I'm actually saying there's probably no quarterback I'm navigating away from Hal for, which has nothing to do with Sam Hal. I'm just not letting these guys pick another one. You're going into this year with Hal, and you, you either show signs of growth or everybody is is starting fresh at every position <laughs> next offseason. Let's go to Kevin in Arlington. What's up, Kev? Hey boys. So uh bear with me. I think Brady's going to end up in San Francisco. and Because I don't think Brock's going to win the Super Bowl. But I think they're really happy with Brock. A lot of us aren't happy with Chase Young. A lot of 49ers fans aren't happy with Trey Lance. I want to flip those two players, and I want to have a competition with Hal. I want Lance to be the hedge. That way we don't have to give up multiple ones. He potentially can take his time getting back. I don't know. To me... That's a big swing, but we're staying young, and we can't sign all these defensive ends. And like you, Grant, I think, I don't think we're ever going to see Chase Young being Nick Bosa number two. I just don't see it. That's the big move I'd make. Yeah, so interesting. totally agree with the last part. 
I think it's going to cost more than Chase Young to get Trey Lance. I mean, let's not forget, the 49ers moved up to number three. They gave up first-round picks in two years and a third-round pick to do it. So basically two ones and a three, or at least an additional one. A lot one. of capital, yeah. And you're just going to do all give that guy up for Chase Young? Now, I don't know what the market's going to be, because I do think they'll trade him. I don't think Brady's going there. I just think they're going to keep Brock Purdy as their starter moving forward, because Kyle and he are a great fit, I believe. So if they trade Trey Lance, which I think they're going to, you got to be like, wouldn't you rather have two twos than Chase Young? I would. Wouldn't you rather have a one and a three than Chase Young? I mean, I would. But again, in, in, so for that specific situation, you know, maybe it doesn't make as much sense because San Francisco's defense is already great. Then are you going to pay Chase then at that point? So who knows? But somebody might be interested in Chase Young. Definitely. But not, but not for for the sake of yeah. the conversation. His answer is Lance. I, I just have little interest. In, I mean, he completed less than fifty percent of his passes before he got hurt. And I know he's always liked Lance, and maybe he ends up being a superstar. I'm not ruling him out as being a good quarterback. He's my point is I've seen nothing to warrant. Yeah, we'll now be in year three. Yep. Right without much on the on the books, which is not his fault. He got hurt, but mm-hmm. I, I just I can't do that. Let's go to Drew in Columbia. Hey, Drew. Hey. So I think a couple things. One is we can't spend big money for a quarterback until we get a new owner because Dan will be committed for it and he's not going to let you know guaranteed money on the books. It just it just cost him money for no return. And so that means, like the last caller, you either have to trade for somebody young like a Trey Lance or the guy in Chicago, you know, draft capital, or you can't, you know, there's no one you can go pay real uh, cash for now. And I think that leaves you with Sam Howell. And the other piece is Ron Rivera's got one year to make it work. So I, I think Short that's point. true. I, I think, you know, why they're not going to go get a quarterback that needs to be brought up, the amount of money that they would have to pay right before the sale. I think that that is legitimate. Um, I'm going to double down on, if I ran this team, you don't get to do that anymore. <laughs> you, you you have had right. off-season after off-season after off-season to do your quarterback thing. I would also say this. When you talk about bringing in Tom Brady, and, and we are pretending like these guys are interested and would come here, right? Yeah, there's a lot of pretending going on in this segment. <laughs> Brady, Roger, with Ken Zampezi on a run first team, uh-uh. it just wouldn't. The, the fit is horrible, in my opinion. For like Tom Brady would love the weapons, right? But uh, you I, might get a bona fide offensive coordinator if, if Brady comes. And again, this is the no, colors. The offensive coordinator comes before Brady. Well, the, the colors also right in the sense that this is you know. We're not. We're talking sort of dream scenario here. There's no way, given the current ownership structure, even if, if Dan stays. If you're just like, getting your car, you're wondering what we're talking about. The, the whole point is, yeah. everyone's saying, let's just roll with Sam Howell. If there is one guy that came available that you would say, screw that plan, go get him, because he's willing to come here, who would it be? And, and you brought up a, a big group. I was surprised by it, but you went Brady, yeah. Rodgers, Jackson. I just, you, you've already, it's not you get a new offensive coordinator. Your OC is already here. So you've hired Pat Shermer. And now Tom Brady is is here telling Pat Shermer what to do, and also you're trying to run it all the time after Brady just set the record for passing attempts. Let's go to Sean in D.C. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, man. To fix the defense from paying everybody, how about trading Monte Sweat and Leno for Baker Mayfield to the Rams? I'm looking at we can fix that defense by re-signing Payne 
not re-signing Montez Sweat and getting Leno out of here. So I would trade Leno and I would trade Montez Sweat for Baker Mayfield with hmm. the Rams. Now, if he become a free agent, I would definitely spend $25 million on Baker Mayfield. So let me hear what you think, and thank you for taking my call once again. I think that would be the worst trade of all time. If you'd like to help defenses in the division, make that move for Baker Mayfield. I think that is legitimately the worst trade offer I've ever heard. Not trying to be mean. I like you. You listen and you call. You sound like a nice person. If I was the Rams, that's a great trade. <laughs> the Rams thing would be fair to say. Thanks, Coach. But since I'm not doing a radio show in L.A., I'd like to reiterate, that's a terrible idea. Let's go to Chris in Hyattsville. Hello, Chris. Hey, what was that last guy's name? I want to invite him to my fantasy football league. <laughs> I don't, he seems like a nice guy. I don't want to nice bury dude. him. It just was a bad trade offer. You get, let's go back to the well on that one. Let's let's think let's let's think about something else. Rather than trading our best defensive lineman in Washington D.C., or I should say, best defensive end and uh, the starting All left tackle. People who propose these trades, like anyone else, is just going to want to accept them. I'm well, going to trade Chase Young for a trade. I mean, who, that doesn't. You can't just do that. Can you imagine anyway. Les Snead getting that call though? Hello, Les Snead here. <laughs> hey, uh, Snead. Baker Mayfield. He's like, yeah, our backup that we might not have on our roster next year because he's not particularly good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to give you Montez Sweat okay. and <laughs> Wait, our, more? a left tackle for the for your terrible offensive line. Um. So uh, let me tell you who I'm out on first. I'm out on Lamar because he, to me, he's very one dimensional. He doesn't get the ball to the receivers, and you can scheme against them. We've seen that in the playoffs. So you're trading for a guy who's going to ask for forty million dollars a year, who could potentially be. Uh, you know, a really savvy defensive coordinator can scheme him out of a game plan. Um, I'm, I'm out on Aaron Rodgers because I just don't care about the whole Aaron Rodgers experience. I think he's a uh, cancer, and I'm just not interested in that. Um, the only guy that I the, – the guy I think makes the most sense, honestly, is Brady because it wouldn't cost you any trade capital. And, you know, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He comes in – He'd slot right in just like he did with Tampa. You have to shore up the offensive line, and he's. And I don't. He Brady is like an offensive coordinator in the way that Manning was. So I don't really think it's that important. Now you wouldn't necessarily have to worry a whole lot about who your OC is because you just got a right. new one. It's your quarterback. Whisper what Tom wants in his ear. Appreciate uh, you guys having some fun with that. Grant and Danny on the fan. Ryan O'Halloran, who covers the Broncos, the Bills over the last few years, going to talk Pat Shermer with us. Preview the Bills, and the Bengals as we continue next on GND. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.